Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. today black tree always joined by john gervais and where in the world is amina Hassan? i don't know i don't know but on the ones and twos we have rob lopez today in the show we're going to talk about the usual suspects power lovecraft country possibly a little woke i don't know depends how we feel we're also going to talk about the 20 year anniversary of shine's debut album and how come people are just now finding out about Eddie Murphy's party all the time? What's going on, Jerk? Not a thing, good brother. You know, I'm out here uh, just living this dream, man. My, my boys is uh, 0-2-1, on so other than that, life is dandy. So you're on that good life, man. I don't even want to talk about football this week, how we got worked out. You know what I'm saying? That last decision. We shouldn't have been in the game anyway, but, you know, we don't talk sports on this podcast, so I'm going to let myself live. <laughs> I'm 3-0 in that fantasy you. life, though, so, you know. Shout out to you. Hey, so this week, I was on your head on Instagram, bro. Please share this with the people, bro. I was crying, laughing, bro. You had Haven. Bro, you had a dad moment. Can you please share what happened? <laughs> um, So I took my daughter to um, what would ideally be her cousin. You know, you, y'all know how it is, you know. You got the homie that you'd have known for 20 years or whatever. So he's your brother, your, 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 you know, whatever. So his son just turned two. He's a couple months older than Haven. <clears throat> um, had a birthday party. So I took took Haven through the crib. Um, you know, uh, his, his nephew was in the building also. He can't walk. And so uh, Haven, this was her first time meeting him. And Haven uh, walked over to him. She was showing him love. 
Uh, she was getting a little frustrated because he wasn't getting up, getting up the walk. She was trying to tell him to walk, trying to tell him to walk. And then uh, the two of them locked eyes. And um, they was about to kiss. And forgive me, I snapped. I lost it because I said, no, no, no. We not doing that. You got to chill. You got to relax. Um, <clears throat> which y'all don't see on the video when I post it to my gram is I edited it out because young boy started crying and I felt bad. So like I felt, I see I felt the video. super bad, bro. I see the video and I'm just dying laughing because I just like normally people just let that innocence slide. Like it's just, you know, they, you know, they just trying to like get the feel of another body for one. The baby's having experimental like stuff. And then they don't look at it. They just kiss everything. You know what I mean? Whether it's a hand, like an arm, whatever. They can be leaning on you. And she was head on with this little this little boy. And Jerv moved so fast and said, hey, 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 we not doing that. And scared the shit out of this little boy. And, I mean, yo, it's my, it's my bad, though, bro, because um, it's my fault. I give my daughter a kiss. And I I gotta take myself out of the the trash, you know, how society or whatever has made you just think everything is, is this, that, and a third. And understand that um my daughter just knows that is how she greets people, right? Because whenever I see her, whenever her mom sees her, whenever her sister, her, her grandparents, they give her a kiss. And we always, you know, just it just ends up being like, you know, kiss on the kiss on the lips or whatever the case may be. And it's like, oh, I love you. So for her, she's just like, oh, I'm just doing what everybody tells me to do. I'm I'm telling the young boy what's up. But nah, dog, dad, I had a dad moment. We're not kissing. You know what I'm saying? Your first kiss ain't going to come at one, and, uh, not before you one and a half. Like, we're not doing that, bro. You're, like, nah, you're a nah. sicko. You're going to be so stressed the fuck out. You're going to stress your beard out. <laughs> Bruh, listen, I already got the grays popping in the beard. It's, it's just a matter of time. I'm not ready. I, I'm, I'm not 100% not ready. Um, I'm not ready for any type of... I'm not re- I thought I was going to be cool, but, but at one, at, at barely one and a half, I realized, yo, I'm not cool with it. <laughs> like I talked all that shit there about, you know, I'm just going to have a conversation. It's going to be all love. You know, this, that, and the third. And then I got faced with reality, and I was like, nah, not today. Man. You're in for a ride, man. Godspeed for that one, bro. All right, man. So let's let's just start one of our topics, man. Shine's debut album, Shine, self-entitled, uh, came out 20 years ago um, this past weekend. And I remember when this album first came out, um, Bad Boys with Barrington Levy, right? When that shit came out, I don't know what Baron Levy was saying, but that shit was fire. Sweet. That shit was one of the hardest songs. And then, you know, obviously, bling, bling. It's a bad boy's thing. Man, like, this album was supposed to be bad boy's next thing going into the 2G. What were you doing when this came out, Jer? Um, so I was probably I was going into college. No, I was a sophomore in college or freshman, depending on whenever. Um, now nah, I, I was re- ending my freshman year in college, and um, <clears throat> I was uh, I, I had a I had a weird love hate relationship for Sean early on. Why? Um, because because for those that remember. Even though it was, even though it was a little while, it wasn't too long after Big had passed. So when Shine hit the scene, all everybody talked about was how his voice was very similar to Bi's. So um, it took me a while to be able to appreciate that Shine actually had bars. That Shine was actually nice because all I heard was Big's voice at first. But then as you listen to him more, you realize it's really not that similar. It was not right? that close. No, but it, it's, it's kind of like one of the things where you say somebody look like, like, damn, that look like such and such. And then they get closer to you and you like, nah, that don't, that don't look nothing, that don't look nothing like boy, right? Um, so, um, but, I, but, but I definitely fooled with Sean, right? Like, I, I thought Sean was dope. Um, I definitely was at a point, I got to a point where I was checking for Sean. You know what I mean? You know, oh, such and such featuring Sean. Oh, that's dope. Let me check that song out, whatever. Um, I banged with this album. Um, I don't think it's a classic or anything like that, but I thought it was a solid production. It was a good debut album. Um, he, like you said, Bad Boys was the shit. Um, <clears throat> that Bonnie and Sean Jones was, you know, 
whatever. But I mean, you know, Sean did his thing on this thing, man. Um, is this is this technically a bad boy album? This is a bad boy's album. He debuted in '99. Um, went to jail like ten months later for the uh, shooting in the club. Uh, he got ten years for it. Yep. This is the infamous, now, I, the infamous rhinestone so, J Lo, uh, Puffy run out. So his second album came out when he was in jail. Yep. Damn, Not man. under Bad Boy either. So. No, it shouldn't be. Did he ever get his publishing back? Do you I know? I don't think so. But the second album was called. Uh, it came out four years later, called Godfather Buried Alive. Um, but let's 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 focus on on Shine. Uh, so we had Bad Boys off that album. We had that Gangsta. And we also had Bonnie and Shine. And Barrington Levy and, and Shine made a good pair. You know, the two songs that they were, you know, that Barrington was on, both were singles for him. And I don't know if it was just riding off the high of Belly or, you know, that reggae rap collab probably was hot in the streets at the time. I was 16, 17 years old. So um, I wasn't yet to, you know, able to drink and, and do all the cool shit. But like, New York's rap scene was very heavy and influential on both coasts at the time. Yeah, no, nah, I mean this, like I said, it was a, it's a solid album. I forgot about uh, that's gangster. That was a dope ass song too. Um, you know, solid debut album. It wasn't one that that made you say, you know, I'm cool on dude or anything like that. It, it was def, definitely, you know, it was worth a listen. Um, I can't tell you the last time I've listened to it, um, but usually when we do these type of things, I end up listening to something again like the next day and i'm like oh damn that you know i mean that such and such album that joint was actually kind of all right so i do i i look forward to uh to giving this joint a spin again because i, I do want to uh relive some of these moments man because like you said barrington levy i called him levy for like years but uh barrington levy um they they, they had they had a good connection man and it's um uh, i want to say that this was barrington was hot at this time too right yeah. like i think everybody was trying to do something with him um I would have liked to seen, you know, like you said, Sean went to jail not too long after. I would have liked to have seen the the wave, like the, the you know, see see what they could have done. This is before everybody was doing the collabs and and all them type joints because the, the, their the, the type of connection they had. I feel like if this was a modern day album or the, or if it was done during like this era, they would definitely have like their they would definitely have their collab ab- album or something like that. The well, way yeah, they, the even way if he's free, vibe. he gets access to artists like DMX that's on top, Ja Rule, Jay-Z, Cash Money, the Rough Rider Cats. Like, he didn't even get to experience those type of collaborations, you know? Um, I think the the second thing outside of his album, going into it, he was featured on Usher's Confessions remix, and he's, like, rapping over, um, you know, the... the he killed that, And he too. actually did a good, good job on that. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's always, you know, he's, he's a free man now, but he can't come back to the United States. Um, I think he's in Belize, but overall, he, he never he never recovered from that. And I think he's at peace. He doesn't want to rap anymore. Actually, Loon's home. It's just it's just kind of crazy, the whole bad boy thing and how it panned out. I just seen something. With, uh, I, I, I chuckle every time I see a picture with, uh, with Diddy and, and one of the alleged artists that we've heard that he's allegedly done wrong or, or, or whatever the case may be, man. So when I saw the, uh, who'd you just say, Loon? Yeah. When I saw the pictures of him and Loon, I was like, all right, you know what I mean? That's dope. And then uh, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hope he gave him his publishing. Like, that's all I ever be wanting when, when Puff pop up on the scene with somebody. Yeah. I'm like, yo, just give main man his publishing back, bro. Like, they ain't really did too much. Let let Sean, let Sean eat off of bad boys when they, when they played on the radio and all that type stuff, man. Like, you don't, you don't need that. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. We got Pat, and Pat is party all the time.
came out in 1985, and this is a song by comedian and actor Eddie Murphy, for those who do not know what Party All The Time is. Yes, Eddie Murphy had a single that was written and produced by Rick James. And if you get a chance, watch the video. It is one of the coolest shits ever. He just pulls up to the studio and like Rick James is just like shocked that Eddie is just getting it off in the booth. Like I discovered this song roughly like eight years ago. Like I didn't even know it even existed, bro. I stumbled upon it like accident and then I just was just kind of like jamming to it. But seeing the video, I, I lost it. And now... Um, the reason why I'm bringing it up now is that 35 years later, Twitter, Generation Z is just now finding out about this. So what do you think about that? So, you know, when it's, it's weird, because I, I, I guess <clears throat> me personally, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just like a couple years older than you, but I feel like I look older than you. So I get the old head treatment a lot more than you get the old head mm-hmm. treatment. Um, so for me, I find it hilarious uh, when uh, what's what are they Gen Z mm-hmm. when this Gen Z um, research you know repopulates something that uh, <clears throat> that we grew up on whether it be hairstyles like you know what I'm saying when everybody was getting boxes and all them type joints again and then you know when you see these type tracks pop up and then it's like you know they like it it's funny because my parents would say the same thing to me. When I was a young boy, like, you know, anything that we did, whether it be fashion, music, whatever it was, oh, well, such and such did this or such and such is sampling. Oh, that's an Ozzy Brothers song he's sampling right. or, you know, whatever. So it's it honestly, it makes me laugh because it just makes me realize mm-hmm. that like I'm old, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm entering that phase of my life where I'm I, I am a parent and, you know, there's going to be fast forward eight, 10 years from now when Haven's listening to whatever music she likes, like somebody's going to sample, I don't know, they're going to sample a, a, a Timbaland track and I, well, shit, Khaled does that I now. I mean, Pop Smoke <laughs> did. Cheers to you, yeah. my player. Yeah. Like, so we're at that age. So it's, it's funny seeing this. I, I, it's funny seeing the pop up. I'll say that I found it um, cool that it made me listen to it again. Um, it low key slaps. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, it's a lot better than that other song he did with Michael Jackson years later. Okay. Um, uh, what you talking about? Is, I think yeah. so. I think that okay. yeah. It, but you know what, man? It also made, watching the video makes me think of uh, the Chappelle show. Like that shit. Yeah. It looks like the Chappelle. No, it definitely skit. looks like, like a look, skit for sure. Yeah, it, it looks like it, it, <laughs> it looks like a lot, a lot of. Uh, Illegal things might have been might have been on that set at that point in time in life. Yeah, for sure, definitely. It was definitely Rick James parties in there going on. If you don't know about that, it's a lot of skiing, um, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, um, I think it just kind of goes hand in hand, like you said, with uh, just like us even discovering when we were younger um, the originals. I remember um, hearing "I Can't Stand the Rain." the original for the first time and then going back and hearing Missy shit. And I'm just like, wow, like, or just anything. Like when you think about it, I've made plenty of playlists where I've like really went back to the original. I was like, those original is way more fire than this rap shit on the top. So, I mean, it's been going on for the longest. Uh, I would, wouldn't want to hear anybody remake party all the time. Um, but it's pretty cool that, you know, both generations are meeting. And I think that's the same thing with sequels of movies. You know, we got Bill and Ted um, potentially coming to America too. We got like, you know, just like sequels that, that deserve to be reunited with the groups. I mean, I would have loved to see another Friday just off the rip. If the original cast would have came back, you know, John Witherspoon, you know, end up passing, but um, yeah, you know, it, it, it just it just needs to happen. So I'm I'm glad that they're getting hip. It's kind of similar to those little boys figuring out, finding out about Phil Collins, Phil in there, or I can feel it. Whatever the yeah. name's actually the title of it, but yeah. I, I you said you said you wouldn't want to see anybody uh, redo it. Um, I I I probably wouldn't, but I could see like Aubrey or somebody doing some shit or like a Chris Brown. <laughs> 
and, and and that shit just being a slap, bro. Like like, it, I mean, I, one thing I've learned about music, good music uh, stands the, te- the test of time. So if good music came out in seventy, you can play you can play that same song in two thousand, two thousand twenty, and it's still it's still going to slap, right? Mm-hmm. So I. I I don't want anyone to re to remake the song because I would like for people to just be original and uh, you know do do their own thing. But I don't think it would be the end of the world. And and quite honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody remade this genre. Just just it just can't be certain people. Like I don't want to see dude with the red hat make this shit because I want to be able to enjoy the song. Yeah, 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 nah, he he won't touch it. I don't think he'll touch it at all. He's he's not focused on that. He's too busy wearing whack ass Jordans, um, outside of his Adidas contract. So yeah, I'm not gonna spend too much time on that guy. Nah, 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 we good. <laughs> you know, all board seats matter. All right, let's all board seats <laughs> matter. <laughs> Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo. We avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com bomb and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com bomb today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com B-O-M. GetRoman.com bomb. Let's, let's get into why we why we here. The, the, the things that we have to talk about so we don't get fined. <sighs> Uh, what do you want to talk about, Lovecraft, or you want to talk about power first? Um, depends. You want to start off good or bad? <laughs> I mean, listen. I, we, I, I mean, I, I don't see. I don't see too much good on this. But go for it. We can we can do Lovecraft first because that's that's some. Yo, she's pregnant, dog. Hey, man, she's having visions. So we, let's talk about let's talk about uh, Lovecraft, right? We we find out that you know Letty is having these visions, and everyone still has uh, everyone's having the same dream. So Atticus has had the dream, Letty's had the dream, um, the same fiery hallway, you know, and they're just each one has a different result. They both engulf in flames, you know. But they're stopped by their ancestor at the door. And she's telling them something, but like they haven't caught on yet until this episode. So Letty wakes up, she's grabbing her belly because she's set on fire. She notices that her stomach is big. And yeah, she dies in the in the dream and wakes up and is just kind of very calm, but tells Atticus. And Atticus points out that it's the book of names. Now, of course, every week we're always like, what the fuck is going on in this in this show? Um if you have not noticed a pattern, each episode has represented a different chapter in this quote unquote book of Lovecraft Country. Um, while they're figuring out that they, you know, they have to get their hands on the book of names. Uh, Letty's sister is, is it Rudy? I, I, I think, I think that's her name. Anyways, uh, Oh, my bad. Nah. Ruth, 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 Ruth. Okay, Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. So. Hey, my shit on mute. Nah, it's all good. I thought I was tripping. So Ruth, you know, finds out that her quote unquote lover is actually the, the chick. And now she's been told the truth and is now in on whatever the main goal is, whether it's to get the truth out of Letty or find out where this piece is. Because she's kind of eavesdropping on Letty when she's on the phone calling Tick, who goes to St. Louis to find out some information about his ancestor. But before that, 
his uncle's wife, which is his aunt, uh, takes the car to go find out the truth that what happened to her husband, but discovers something else, right? And with that discovery, she goes and she finds out this whole, it looks like a time traveling machine or something like that. I don't, I have no clue, but she, she finds out how to work it. And when she gets there, somehow Tick finds her. Like he just has the coordinates to find her. But come on. Yeah, it was it's just a lot going on in this space. Uh so we're there and yeah, like two white cops show up and they're trying to show it off to each other, I guess, or one of the cops is trying to show it off and take his Batman in this particular case, handing out pals and knocking guys out and, and you know, <laughs> and eventually uh activates the machine, throws one guy into another dimension, but then also um I can't even, what was she calling herself? I am. Which she was called. Um, it's her name. I forget. But, I forget. But Atticus calls her something else. But she was, she discovered herself um, through this time travel, which was really weird. She ended up in some space room with a robot or guardian. I mean, alien that had an Afro that was trying to self get her to self learn or figure it out. Um, she was repeated. It, it reminded me of a black mirror episode. Um, but it also was like, she was tested in these situations by, I don't know if it's an alien specimen or whatever it was. And they said, who are you or where would you want to be right now? She said she wanted to dance with Josephine Baker in France, in Paris. And she warped Paris, there. Yeah. And, Sooner or later, she picked it up and she became the head woman in charge over there, kind of secondhand to Josephine. And then she warps to a whole nother world where she's an African warrior princess or, you know, I don't even know how to define that because she actually tells Josephine Baker that she wants to kill white man. And, you know, she gets her chance, you know, but then also she becomes like after becoming a warrior and learning how to fight, she's at peace. So after that, she finds herself in space and then she has to make the choice of, does she wants to live in this world or does she want to go back to the normal world? Now she hasn't returned after she says she needs to go home to her baby girl. But, you know, we get back to the point, of, you know, tick coming back and tick leaving a clue that may kind of go into the next episode, um, which was from that. Uh, he didn't leave the clue. But the auntie did. It was the drawing from their daughter, which had her autograph. I mean, her her signature on it, you know, so that may lead to the cops kind of harassing her. Um, but Tick pretty much got out of there, you know. Um, but yeah, what what was your overall thoughts on this episode? Uh, I thought it was up to par with everything that I've thought about this show, uh, probably since episode one or two. I thought it was super weird. Um, I had an issue. I have an issue with any type of show where uh, people just show up to save the day. Like, I hate that shit. Like, I get it. I get it. That's what we got to do. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think it's lazy, but um, I, I, I thought it was hilarious how this place where, you know, what we're seven episodes in with this one, um, we have yet to see the location where she went that had the time travel, <clears throat> but. Um, what's her name? Tick. What's his name? Tick. Mm-hmm. Tick. T- and, um, an old girl, the one that's pregnant. It was like they, they when they were talking, they all they off top know where she's at, right? They like you think she found. She's about to get herself into something that she doesn't even know she's into. Well, how do y'all know? Y'all haven't been to this location either, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, so that was a beef. The cops annoyed the hell out of me because it's like yo, y'all got. Y'all got guns. Like, why Why y'all letting dude come in and, like, to use your word, why y'all let him be Batman, right? Like, he's out here doing pow, kick, this, and y'all got guns. Like, it should just be bang. Yeah. And it's over with, especially during that era. Like, I'm not trying to make light of what it is because it's a very, you know, real thing, and it's something that still impacts our people to this day. But, like, it was real ruthless back then with no cameras and shit, so I'm just wondering why they chose to fight, you know, and then um, I, 
I, I wanted them to do a little bit more. Uh, what's what's Omar's name? Uh, the dad, his his pop. Uh, Montrose. Yeah, I wanted them to do a little bit more. I felt like they kind of. Well, I felt like they rushed that interaction when uh, when his son finds out that he's gay, and um, clearly this is something that was major in his life because, you know, to use his words, he was always beating him because he didn't want him to be soft and, and, and this, that, and the third. And I felt like, yo, you know what? When that was happening, I was like, yo, this might be a dope episode. They can tap in they can tap into something that's a hot topic. Um maybe shed some light on it to to ease people's or to change people's perspectives or whatever the case may be. And they just kinda brushed past it and just went straight sci fi on me and I was you know I so I I, I, I it started off okay to me because I was like oh I bet you know hey here we go this is something that's modern day we can tap in on this and then they can you know put a spin on it to show that people should respect you know how other people feel and you know he can have a come to come to um for lack of a better phrase a come to Jesus moment and be like you know apologize to his son for how he treated him and it's just like Nah, we just like nah. Fuck that. Dude, yeah, they kind of they kind of breeze. We have a, a they, they breeze yeah. by. They breeze. They breeze by it. I don't even know if Letty actually told the truth. I think she was trying to breeze, um, breeze by it because she knew how Tick felt. Um, but it was a teachable moment, you know. I think it was mixed reviews from it because you know, obviously, um, in a in a in a, in a different climate, you know, this is so, supposed to be based in the the forties and fifties. Tick uses a slur. Um, and it offends his father. And obviously, you know, he finds out, you know, because it, in the early episodes, the guy that they gave a ride to, to the museum, or when they went to that museum, he said, you know, that his dad and the other dude was getting close, but he didn't know how to take it. You know, he was just kind of curious about it. Like he didn't know he was just brushing it off. Cause he's like, no way, man. You know, like my dad was with my mom. So when he, pres- when he actually caught, you know, um, Montrose and his lover walking out, like trying to stop him from leaving. He was holding his hand. He didn't embarrassingly let his hand go. He was kind of more comfortable with who he was, but his son was just in awe that he had witnessed that. And, you know, with Atticus reacting the way he did, he called him out his name. And then he asked him, did his mother know? And said, yes. And then he storms out. And obviously he has this moment where he has to like regroup and let he's there and let he's like trying to comfort him and console but the teachable moment was like, instead of the father just being honest and accepting who he was, he took his frustration and um, anger out on his son by beating him, saying, you can't be soft and and you can't be this way. You know what I mean? And, and here he is and not associating, um, you know, that being um, associating you know, his sexuality would be in soft. It just was more so like it could have been handled differently. But in that climate, I'm pretty sure he had to hide in order so that he wouldn't be killed or murdered or, you know, live a double life. And I'm pretty sure he was struggling with that as well um, for Montrose to to accept that, like that he no longer loved Atticus' mom anymore, you know. Um, and it still hasn't said anything about her her cause of death. You know, maybe she took her life. You never know, you know what I mean, through all the pressures of all that scenario, but um, good acting, you know, overall. Um, but, it, you know, typically it's just kind of all over the place. You know, you you, you kind of have to really see the Easter eggs and, you know, we didn't, it bounced from place to place. Like even Montrose, I mean, Atticus discovering the, the same mark he had on his body that his family member had, the same we didn't really... We really didn't tap into it, you know what I mean? So um, hopefully we get some more answers moving on. We got three more episodes to go. Uh, thank God for Jerv, so Jerv can be done with this show. But I'm I'm still in. I'm still in, and I'm I'm hopeful. I'm just trying to get an overall feedback from it. I don't know if I would rewatch this with somebody else, but I do respect the cinematography um, and how it's shot and, you know, how well the actors are playing in this role. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, they, they do a lot of breezing, uh, breezing by things because, um, what was it, episode, whenever his uncle died and his pop and his uncle have that conversation, which makes you believe that 
he's actually his uncle's son and not really his pop son. Mm-hmm. Like, I I feel like that was episode three and we're in episode seven, and they have yet to revisit that. So um, even though I'm... Uh, even though I, I, I have terrible reviews um, and it's it's not my cup of tea, but I, I would like for them to at least uh, reward me personally for uh, sticking this thing out and just, put, you know, I mean, putting a button on a couple couple things, man. Like, you know, let me know if he really is his uncle's son. You know what I mean? Like, let me know that, you know, dive deep, maybe dive a little deeper into his childhood since we were revisiting everything else. We went, what was that? Not, not Nam. Was that Nam? Oh no, that was Korea. We went, to, we, we went, we went to Korea. <clears throat> we, we, you know, we did this, we did that. So, you know, I feel like they always episode on, on, on him as a, uh, him as a kid now so that he can kind of, uh, put a button on, on, on whatever it was that happened to him as a kid. But if any, if, if anything shows me on these first seven episodes, they're not going to do that. And I'm just going to be frustrated. Do you want to go on a journey into darkness, into the mind of the worst sadistic sexual serial killer in Texas history? The new True Crime Reporter podcast reveals how a corrupt parole system released Kenneth Allen McDuff. Just one day after McDuff walked out of prison, women's bodies started turning up across Central Texas. Peabody award-winning investigative reporter Robert Riggs, the host and creator of the True Crime Reporter podcast, reveals the inside story of the serial killer described as the devil himself. McDuff is the only convicted killer to ever receive three death sentences in Texas. The 30-year veteran journalist pulls out his reporter's notebooks. His law enforcement sources open up their case files. True Crime Reporter premieres 15-episode series Free to Kill on September 28th. It is a co-production with podcast ad reps and is their first part original podcast. True Crime Reporter and Big Media TV are currently co-producing Free to Kill, television series based on season one of the podcast for domestic and international distribution don't miss this blood chilling series subscribe to true crime reporter on your favorite podcast app today let's get to our favorite show ghost we don't even call it power no more it's just ghost previously on ghost i like that by (laughs) the way so we got my main man tyreek man where do we start where do we start man this dude is one of the brightest dudes ever how they got him going like bro he's like the macgyver bro of college students he can finesse anything what did you see out there he's a he is i think it was was it was last week that said that he's not like he's growing on you now and uh i gotta admit like he's i don't really mind tyreek anymore bro like I'm not necessarily rooting for dude, but I'm also not sitting here every episode hoping he gets killed like I was in in uh, in, in in power, right? Um, I thought this was a believe it or not, I thought this was a very solid episode. Um, <clears throat> you know, it definitely had its power moments, uh, i.e., when uh, Mary J and her son are, are, are stepping to the stepping to the homies. And uh, he calls her. What did he call her? Punta. Um, pu- pu- uh, Punta. And um, you know, she says, "What did you call me?" And he says it again. And then main man just hooks off on him. Like, all right, I get it. They the plug. They super duper connected. I get all that, right? Trust me. I I I don't know firsthand, but I know enough how the streets work, right? I know that when you the man. And you 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 plugged in and all that type of stuff. You can get away with a lot of shit that, that that the common man can't get away with. But I'm sorry, homie's locked up, right? right? You not y- y'all head dude is just getting stomped, not stomped out. He's just getting his he's getting his door knocked off of him, right? And y'all just stand there all because she says I wouldn't do that. It's like eight of y'all, dog. While she got the hammer pointing on him, point 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 one on her. Kane must be a beast. He must, he be, must be a beast for them to stand down. They just let him beat his face into a pulp. But um, yeah, Monet run these streets. I think Monet is going to get her hands full and get kind of killed off probably. Um, no time soon, but eventually. Um, so Tariq does a good job 
has a system going, very smart, starting to start up a tutor business, um, figured out how to sell weed, pills, uppers, downers, you know, and also, you know, find a system to even tutor people. Um, and now is getting to a point where he's got a system. He got his boy working, got everybody else involved. Shit is going sweet. I don't trust his white homie. His homie seems like he can pillow talk and give up the wrong good soon. Um, oh, he's definitely ratting. But we got the other brother going to ch- supposed to be spying on Tariq. He goes and spies, but also finds a new love interest. Which, I mean, did you see that coming? Uh, I didn't see it coming until homie said whatever he said to him. And then the way he looked at him, I was like, all right, well, they about to get they about to be interested in each other. Right. Yeah, it was just too. This, by, by the way, there was a lot of getting it in in this episode. Like this was heavy on the yeah. sex scenes, bro. Yeah, I mean he didn't. He heavy didn't technically. He didn't technically have sex, but he got close. You know, he went and followed up and went to go see homie at his dorm room. But for sure, yeah, it started off with him losing track of what he was supposed to do, and I don't know if that's gonna help in Monet's eyes because she's kind of soft on her son. She wants him to take over the business. The dad wants him to take over the business, but the dad probably has zero clue that, you know, his son doesn't want to do this. He's not a tough guy. He is a lover, literally. So, by the way, he looks like he's super duper talented in the art. Oh, game. listen, I'm pretty sure he abandoned all his kids, all their kids except Kane. Kane is the one who really is about that life, and everybody else just wants to have a normal life. And mom is just like, nope. This is a family business, and she doesn't want anybody to leave the house. That's what she said. No matter, you know, when he was taking a shower, no matter what man it is, you always come home. You know? So she, so she, tech, I, I, she technically she, so already she knew. Yeah. Once she's seen the drawing, okay. she just, you know, but she love him. You know what I mean? But, like, she going to keep it a secret. But to the point of, look, man, I still need you to do what you need to do. You feel me? Yeah. You know? Um. So then we got... The teacher, he's killing me right now. I really want this story to be killed off. I hate dude, bro. You know, Mark Lamont Hill face. <laughs> I didn't give him. I didn't give him that name, by the way. So if you let Mark know, no, no, it's just it's just Damn. hilarious. But I forget who gave. I forget who said that. I shit. think it was a mean or was. I don't know, but it probably long, was wise. That long wise story shit. short, man, his horny ass got to chill. He's just walling. He was about to, yo, bro. But you just made me. He was about to smash the uh, the the youngin. Like, oh, for dinner? Like, she like, yeah. You know, he, my parents' house. He like, uh, then. But yo, bro, he was still low key with it when she said her parents. Yeah, because he just thought he was gonna, you know, finesse. <sighs> oh my oh god! My god. Yeah, hey, man. he's a bro. wild dude. He ain't got no like, heat on him. And I'm still trying to fit Bruh. where he belongs in all of this for Tyreek. You feel me? Because he ain't did nothing yeah. that involves like their little sex escapade. You know, the 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 other the counselor or whoever that's supposed to be sexually addicted to sex. And then you got this situation. It is not like it's not lined up. Like it don't even belong in this. I don't get it. I'm trying to make like I'm waiting. Y'all said that Tyreek gonna get the buns. I don't see it. He got way too much on his plate. Like now he, you know, he feeling like he a he a certified lover boy, and he got the two shorties. But he ain't even made a pass at the teacher. He, they even the teacher has been like caping for him, but she ain't made a pass at him. You know what I mean? To that point, you know what I'm saying? Um, but she just set herself up every time. She confronts dude, dude locks the door, and she gets horny. It's like I don't I don't get that part and why it's written in. Like, are they trying to sell soft porn? I don't know. Um, yeah, man. And I think I think how you know how they always zoom in on Kane and he gives that like crazy ass look. I think he's on pace to turn on Monet or whoever it may be and or make a like a wild decision. Like he's gonna make one of those calls on his own that's gonna really put them in in deep shit. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna get the dad in trouble or somebody. I could see him getting killed, a hundred percent. Right, like, like exactly what you're saying. Um, he do, he does too much. Uh, probably goes and 
and uh, uh, mix a drop or something like that. And, you know, it's only so many times you get to talk greasy, yeah. dog. Like, yo, Mike, here you go. Mike Tyson got knocked out, bro. If Mike Tyson can get knocked out, anybody can get knocked out. Anything can happen to anybody. So, um, I, I think I think he I think he dies. Um, I'm with you. I'm over. I'm over the teacher dude. Um, I'm I, you know I, I'm all for anybody getting getting their rocks off, man. You know I believe people should live and and just enjoy life, man. Whatever, but man, I'm not for the creep. Yeah. And home, homie's a certified creep, and I can't bang with him, and I can't bang with the with the the, the counselor because she knows he's a creep. And somehow, some way, she's still getting turned on by Bull, even though you just got on him for sleeping with his uh, graduate assistant. And you know damn well he was about to try and sleep with that little girl. So, oh, but yo, shout out to her for for having a whole situation. Whole situation. She reminds me of um, Nunu. Oh, you talking about um, her family and everything? Well, I don't think she yeah, was never... I don't think she never fronted on, like, her upbringing. Um, no, I, I just meant more so... Um, she seems like the type that fucks with Tariq because Tariq is clearly... More her speed. He more has, her speed. Like, yeah, she's... Right. Yeah, cause, and then, the, 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 you know, no disrespect, but her boyfriend, he, he looked like he is square. He, he's on paper who, they parent, who her parents want him to have. To be with, so oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was that's an arranged, that was an arranged relationship. relationship. So she liked the bad boy type, the slick talk. But Tyreek also got the street smarts and the book smarts. He got a little bit. He 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 all around. You feel mm-hmm. me? Um, but in that scenario, yeah, man, he got him some shorties, you know, and he also got the shit lined up. But it's definitely interesting. It's a lot of these. It's a lot of these storylines that can be killed off. Tasha on the phone killed me. I don't know how burner phones work in jail, but um. Yeah, I was. She using that thing a little too freely, right? Like I feel like it's, they got. I feel like they use it a little bit more discreetly than than, than she using it in jail. Yeah, she was just a, she was real cozy, like in there. You know what I mean? Like to a point where, you know, like she texting where the gun at. <laughs> she talking real loud. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. look, I already know you are gonna get yourself killed. You know, and all this other stuff. Which is, hey, man. I know it's TV and I'm not trying to like treat it like it's going to be the best show ever, but <sighs> come the fuck on, bro. Bro, when they had, when they showed her doing the pushups, that gotta like, go, that gotta the, go too. Get the fuck out of here, yo. Like, like nothing about Tasha says, yo, I just did a, a quick, a quick 50 bird. Yeah, she fast, did a hot, you know she did a hot 20. She got to get up out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm nah, all set. Bro, she, she, like why doesn't you know what man? Why doesn't I mean? I guess it's because Ghost isn't alive, but she, I feel like Tasha should have protection. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like her husband was nah, too connected. He ain't had no connections though. He only had he only had Tommy. After a while, Tommy. Everybody else was yeah, dead, Tommy bro. Gone. Tommy's going and she ratted on Tommy, so he out of there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, with with all these hoops and hollers, like it's a lot of shit that can be pulled from this shit and used on the. Use on some real space. Tyreek is still always late. Like that's gonna be the funny part, you know. Um, moving into the next episode, I do see, you know, they brought Tate in, but like Tate was no help. He was just being a bitch ass nigga. Um, I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, he he never was a likable character anyway. Um, even Method Man's banging his uh his you know his his uh assistant or whoever she is, whatever she serves to him. You know what I mean? And he's married. He got his ring on the side and shit. So it was like, like, oh, that's not who. That's not who. Nah, was married to? that's why she was telling him like, don't forget your ring. Your wife gonna get mad. And oh, he came shit. back and kissed her like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. And she's like, don't. But you know, they Man. got they got like a joint account together and everything. He living a whole separate life. So everybody dirty on this show. Um, what's your predictions for next week? Um, next week I think that. Um, this this dude Sax is fucking annoying, and now he's got his niece in there. Um, clearly, his niece is going to catch Tyreek doing something. Um, so I think next week, for as for as thorough as Tyreek has been, I think next week is the week that Tyreek fucks up somewhere. And um, whether it be Sax, he gets in issues and, and allows Sax to gain some uh, leverage, 
or whether it be, you know, Mary Jane, all them, uh, him doing too much with her. You know what I mean? But bottom line is I think next week Tyreek messes up. Um, I think he does end up um, <clears throat> starting to get his relationship on with uh, Monet's daughter. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's who he actually... Um, Cause she, I think she's, I think next week is the week where she kind of falls for him mm-hmm. also like falls for him, falls for him. Cause I mean, it was clear as day. He was, it was, it was about to go down if, if boy don't knock on the door. I mean, it's a college dorm. They ain't there by themselves. You know what I mean? They kids. It's just, that's just, that's just what happens. So I think next week we see Tyreek make a mistake, but we also see him get closer with, um, you know, um, Monet's family and everything like that. So yeah, Tyreek makes a mistake next week and, and, and sets up Sacks or, or or Monet and them to uh, to get take advantage of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've seen a little bit of the previews and stuff like that, and you know, Diana shows up to a party and Tyreek fronts on her with uh you know other baby. And which one's Diana? Diana's, Diana's daughter. Diana's Monet's daughter. Monet's daughter. Yeah, but she's pretty much trying. Monet's trying to tell her to play Tyreek. You know. Or, kind of get some more information out of him like you got this boy in the palm of your hands but Tyreek's actually smarter than that you feel me so um somebody everybody got some, plan somebody going to somebody going to actually die this episode next episode um well that looks like that's the end of the episode uh hopefully you guys enjoy uh hopefully we find a meme and was next week uh this has been a, another episode of black opinions matter for John Gervais, for Rob Lopez, for Amina Hassan, and Wozni Lambre. We'll talk to you guys next week.